and Infinity Link. See, that's the strongest link in the world. By far stronger than the Cuban. It runs in the blood. I promise to always rep my city, especially where I'm from. Wanna come back to the hood and put you on your old chrome? Just put LeBron son. Just put LeBron son. Don't put that on none. Don't put that on none. I never wanna see the day I lose my bro to one. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to episode 282 of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend. Jalen Hunter, and if you do me a favor, please subscribe to whoever you're listening. Please subscribe to whoever you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. So, as expected, the whole Tua situation was going to uh, have ripple effects in the NFL. Uh, you're going to see a lot of games get called tight. You're going to see a lot of questionable calls actually get called. You knew this was going to happen, but the precipice. Or the, let's say, uh, crescendo of Sunday's football slates was when Grady Jarrett, a defensive player for the Atlanta Falcons, tackled Tom Brady. And on Sunday night, no, Monday night football, you had Chris Jones tackle Derek Carr. Both different tackles, Grady, uh, Grady Jarrett came around. Uh, grabbed Tom Brady, and while he was going down, he took Tom Brady with him. Uh, Chris Jones tackled uh, Derek Carr. He stripped the ball from Derek Carr, and was able to get the get you know tackle him. Both called roughing the passer. Both of them were egregious. If we're if we're going to use Stephen A. Smith words, both egregious roughing the passer calls. And we knew that this was going to happen after the Tua situation. You know, the last thing the league wants is another Tua situation. But let me remind the NFL about this Tua situation and how it's not good to overreact about this Tua situation. You see, the Tua situation, it's not the NFL that failed Tua. It's not, the NFL is not the reason why Tua is currently not playing because he had concussions four days, two concussions four days apart. It's the Dolphins that failed Tua. It's the independent neurologist or whatever you call him. The one that said that Tua had a back injury outside of a concussion when everybody in the world could see his head bounced off the ground that Sunday. And then you saw his head bounce off, bounce off the ground again that, Thursday, that same Thursday. You see, the NFL wants to get in front of the PR situation. I get that. And they want to play it close. But what you're doing now is you're letting the, the male practice of, an, of one organization ruin the entire product. Because now, what are, we, what are they talking about today, Wednesday? Still Wednesday. What are they talking about? They're not talking about the great game that we saw on, on Monday. We're not talking about the great Sunday night football game we saw. We're not talking about some of the good games that we saw that Sunday. We're talking about a poor, a poor 
roughing the passer call that was called on Grady Jarrett, which, by the way, and we'll talk about this when we break down week five, I'm not going to say cost them the cost the rank, uh, Falcons the game, but it caused them an opportunity to get it, have a chance to win it. Let's say that. And then the Chris Jones on Derek Carr. We're talking about two roughing the passer calls that stained what otherwise was a great day for the NFL. Again, let's not let's not confuse what's happening here. The NFL did not fail Tua. The NFL did not put Tua's life on the back burner and allow him to go out and play two games when he had concussions two four days apart. It was the the Miami Dolphins and whatever outside doctor did hit, did the the Tua or or it was the whole concussion protocol pretty much. So let's let's chill out with the whole roughing the passer and and because because one thing that we're hearing is this. We know that the game has has leaned heavily on the offensive side of the ball. We know this. People love seeing touchdowns. It's 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 damn near impossible to to guard skilled wide receivers at this point because of, you know, the hand fighting and and holds and in the offensive, you know, the the line. The game is leaned heavily on the offensive side of the ball. We know this. So what do you expect a defensive player to do, a 320, 340, 300-pound defender to do when they get a sack? Because what, what what it seems that you want them to do is you it seems like you want them to tackle them while going down, simultaneously move, like maneuver their body so the quarterback lands on them. That is That is physically impossible at the moment. You see, I understand – the whole you can't you know you can't target with the head you can't lead with the head i get that i also understand you can't go for the legs i get that too so the a defender has a small and when i mean small has a small touch or small tackle box and now you're making that tackle box damn near damn near impossible to to hit you see the Tua situation is not what's going to ruin the game it's the overreaction that's going to do that look the NFL is a violent sport uh I don't know if anybody knew that the NFL is a violent sport. These people know, these players know what they're getting themselves into. Now, that doesn't negate the fact that I may not want my kids playing football until they get to a certain age. But NFL players know what they're getting into. The last thing you want, you the last thing you want, again, this, this, you're staining the product, man. And you're gonna get to a point where, what like at this point, if this continues to happen, which I don't think it will, because again, I think it's an overreaction with the Tua situation, and and we see the backlash that it's getting. Just be careful about what you know, 
let's let's not let's not forget who the actual who the actual culprit is with this whole Tua situation. It's not the NFL. It's not the refs. It's the fact that your team misdiagnosed you in order for them to allow you to play a game against the Cincinnati Bengals. And now Tua is still not playing because he had two concussions in a span of four days. That is not the refs problem. That is not the NFL's problem. That is the Miami Dolphins putting Tua's life on the back burner. Now, no. I'm not saying they wanted him dead. I'm not saying that. Let me. I'm not putting that on anybody. But when you care about winning a game more than you care about the health of your quarterback, that means something. That is what we need to be, or that's what needs to be reacted to, not the fact of a roughing the passer when two clear, obvious, non-roughing the passer calls. Moving forward. So Matt Rule, uh, was fired from the, from the his name is Matthew Kenneth Rule. Look at that. Matt Rule was fired from the uh, Carolina Panthers. Here's the thing. Matt Rule in his <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to seem shocked for my viewers. Um <gasps> damn Matt Rule was fired. Ah, um, hold on. That wasn't good enough. Damn, Matt Rule was fired. I mean, a a, a coach that in three years had a had a win loss record of eleven and twenty seven was fired. Mm. Damn. A court a coach, by the way, who uh. Who in 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 2020 and 2021 recorded f- five wins each year? He used to be a Baylor's coach, and of course at Baylor he was a uh, 47 and 43. He also coached at Temple. Oh my, uh, my friend went to Temple. 28 and 23. Here's the thing. Matt Rule is a cautionary tale. There are some people that are great at college co- at being a college coach. Hell, Matt Rule, Urban Meyer, um, Nick Saban, that aren't the best at being NFL coaches. See, what, what, what people don't understand, I know football is football. That's what you hear a lot. Football is football. If you can teach it to one person, you can teach anybody. That is a lie. That is a bold-faced lie. There is a difference between dealing with college kids that make absolutely no money. Some do with the NILs and everything. But make absolutely no money in dealing with players that make more money than you. There's a difference between going to people's houses, uh, Sitting down with their moms, their dads, their grandparents, sitting down with them and and trying to uh, sweeten up the pot and allowing them or trying to get them to come to your school. Compared to having a person get traded to you or get drafted to you and already making more than you. You see, 
All the stories we heard from Carolina was Matt Rule has a tough time co- communicating with players, has a tough time connecting with players. Matt Rule doesn't know how to scheme for the NFL. Here, co- spoiler alert. <laughs> the NFL was better than college. I don't know if you know this, but the NFL is better than college football. You want a prime example of that? Look at the kicking averages for college football compared to the kicking averages in the NFL. So the same tactics that you use for the NF- for college, you cannot use for the NFL. Now, you're probably going to your, think to yourself, well, look what Matt Rule had to deal with. He had to deal with Sam Darnold, who isn't that good to begin with and has an injury history. Now he's dealing with uh, Baker Mayfield, who isn't that good and has an injury history. Yeah, see, what, what, what isn't really being registered is a lot of this was his decision. He wanted Sam Darnold. He wanted Baker Mayfield. You see, and and again, I'm not one to, to, to call for people's job. I say this all the time, except for you, Ron Rivera. We'll talk about you in a second. But I've been saying since like year two. You see, I wasn't saying that Matt Rule isn't the guy for the job because, because of the record. I mean, I don't expect the Carolina Panthers to, to, even though they have a solid team, I don't expect them to, to be that good. I wasn't saying it because of the record. I was saying maybe Matt Rule might not be the guy because of all the stories coming out of Carolina. The fact of the Robbie Anderson situation, the fact of uh, if every time it felt like his players didn't connect with him or he had coaching situations or his coaches didn't connect or, or the schemes look bad or the schemes look elementary. This is not college. I'm not taking away from his his record at Temple. I'm not taking away from his record at Baylor. What I'm saying is Baylor The Baylor Bears and the Temple Owls are not the Carolina Panthers. And as we've saw, as we've seen, sorry, Kramer, as we've seen, there are great coaches that just don't, just don't, I'm not going to say have what it takes because that's kind of disrespectful to them, that don't connect on the NFL stage. Hell, the great Nick Saban, who will go down as the greatest college football coach of all time, had a losing record and got fired in the NFL. Nick Saban. So if Nick Saban can't even do it, and I'm not saying that it can't be done. I'm not saying that it can't be done. It happened with Pete Carroll. He was successful in uh, Seattle. They won it. He won a Super Bowl, made it to another Super Bowl. So it can happen. But it ain't happened with Matt Rule. And for people, you know it sucks. And you know what's, what's even worse about the situation is how, how down bad the Carolina Panthers are right now. You see, the Carolina Panthers has talent spewing out of this team. J.C. Horn, D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey. They have a... They have great pieces. 
But the problem is this. And as we're seeing with a lot of teams, you're only as good as your quarterback. And when you give up, when you only have four draft picks next year because you went and got Baker Mayfield, who now is currently out because of a uh, of a high ankle sprain. Sam Darnold is out because of an uh, a lower a lower injury lower body injury. Matt Correll, the quarterback that you got in the draft, is out. I think for the entire season because of a foot injury. You have P.J. Washington starting against the Rams. Now, yes, I understand the Rams are struggling, but let me not re- let's let me remind you, P.J. Washington. Which shouts out to you, brother, for making it from where you made it from. The man was just playing in the XFL before it got discontinued. The future for Carolina. Is looking real bleak. Because I don't think Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. I don't. I don't think Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. I don't. Hell, as much as I crap on my team, I will take Carson Wentz 10 times out of 10 over Baker Mayfield. The Carolina Panthers are down bad. Down bad, bad. And now they're out of their coach, Matt Rule. So there's that. But let's let's not uh, waste much more time. And let's break down week five of the NFL. Let's start with the game that we saw in London. So the Giants and Green Bay went into London and uh, the Giants continue their undefeated streak overseas and beat the Packers 27 to 22. This. Let's start with the Giants. Um, At this moment, I have Brian Dayball as coach of the year. You're able to take a team. Most of this team is the same team as last year. Last year team that just couldn't get right. And you have them right now at what four and one. Now, no, I don't think they're gonna continue to 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 win as much as they're winning, but what Brian Dayball is doing is what Dan Campbell is trying to do with the Lions, and that is get the best out of his team and that result in wins. You see, Brian Dayball knows exactly what Daniel Jones is. He knows what we know. Very limited quarterback, panics under pressure, isn't doesn't have the best arm, isn't the most mobile. He's a he's a decent quarterback. So what is he doing? He's putting him in sets where he can thrive on. He had the good the offensive line play has been really good and you're doing something that you couldn't do last year because he wasn't right and that is give Saquon Barkley the ball and Saquon Barkley is carrying this team. The defense is playing good. The Giants are a good team. Hell, they've been talking about the NFC East since like it. The NFC East is good outside of one team. The NFC East is really good. So again, at this moment, I have Brian Dayball as the coach of the year. 
it could be to me it's either him or Nick Soriani. But the only reason why I'm picking Ryan Dayball over Nick Soriani is because of the the team that the Giants team that we saw last year is the same pretty pretty much the same team we have this year, and they look drastically different. And I'm going to attribute it that attribute it. I'm going to attribute that to Brian Dayball and his coaching. Now let's have a serious, serious conversation about Green Bay. Let me first say, shouts out to uh, uh, Marcus or Dwayne Marcus, whatever, you, however you guys call him. I was on um, the Goat Talk podcast last week, and one of the segments where uh, he wanted me to give my top five teams. And at number five, I put Green Bay. Um, there's a lot of things that I've been overlooking with Green Bay. And I've been overlooking them because I've, I've been telling myself that they just need time. And with time is going to come winning. And shouts out to Marcus Spears. He said something yesterday that was profound. We keep saying, uh, you know, they just need they, they need time. They need to, to develop their wide receivers. They need time to grow this offense. We keep saying this after losses. Green Bay is three and two. Now, yes, they have a winning record, but there are things about Green Bay that I'm 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 noticing in this that are are are, are unexpected to me. Which is why I, I, I was wrong. They are not a top five team. The Vikings are way better than, than Green Bay right now. Here's the thing. I knew that we knew that the relationship between the wide receivers and Aaron Rodgers, we knew that was going to take time. When you lose someone like Devontae Adams, who is arguably the best wide receiver in the league, that's going to fill a huge hole. And and you replace them with people like, you know, Romeo Dobbs or or Alan Lazard or or Randall Cop. Like we knew that was gonna take time. But what I didn't expect is Matt LaFleur to continue to go to go away or not not give the 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 unit that is solidified right now much burn and that is the run game i don't understand why he continues or this this team the green bay packers continues to go away from the run when i think aaron jones is top 5 in yards per play but i know he's bottom he's like in the towards the bottom of the league in attempts same as aj dillon I didn't expect this defense to be as bad as it is. Hell, I went in the league, I went in this year thinking that Green Bay possibly had or had the opportunity to have the best defense in the league. And they they damn near blew blew the game against uh Bailey Zappi, who was a third round, a not third round, third string quarterback for the for the uh for the Patriots and they almost lost or they lost to Daniel Jones and they got 
boat raced by Minnesota. This Green Bay Packers team is not good. Let me say this. It's a good team. This team is not a championship team, at least right now. I know I, I, I was wrong. This Green Bay Packers, I would. This Green Bay Packers team, in my opinion, is not be is not better than Dallas. They're not better than Minnesota. They're not better than the Eagles for sure. They're not better than Tampa Bay. They're not. Let me see some. I think it'll be a dogfight against the Lions. It'll be a dogfight against the, uh, the Seahawks. Dogfight against the Saints. To me, they're good. But we're not, we, we didn't talk about this Green Bay team to be good. We talked about this Green Bay team to be championship, championship contenders. And they're nowhere close to that right now. And it's not, and the worst part about it is not just the wide receivers, which a lot of people, including myself, thought would be the only problem. No, Matt LaFleur, did you know Green Bay is is one of the, if not the worst second half team in the league? That's coaching. That means that you are on script. It's very easy to be on script the first two quarters, which is why they look dominant the first quarter. And I think like Sunday was Sunday was like the third game. They got shut out the second half. Again, they damn near lost to Bailey Zappi. Cause I think they only scored like three, like like a field goal against against New the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots offense just sucks that bad. Green Bay is not a championship team right now. And that is because of the whole team, the, the best player on the team is also the player that has to deal with. And, this, and, and, and Aaron Rodgers, I will say this, Aaron Rodgers is not absolved of this. Because what you can't do is you you have to be a leader. And I'm not saying he's not a leader, but when you have a young wide receiver core, you can't continuously like look them off. You have to build them up. You can't continue to say, damn, Romeo Dobbs intercept or dropped a dropped a clear pass. Uh, I'm not gonna go to him again. You can't do that. Hell. What happened to their second round pick or third round pick? That that wide receiver. I ain't even seen. I think it's Sky Moore, I think his name is. Where the hell he at? Green Bay is not a championship team. Now, when I said dogfight, they'll they'll they're better than these teams. They're better than the Seahawks. They're better than, you know, those teams, clearly. But they're not that much better how they're playing right now. And that is shocking to me, seeing as though I went in there saying that they would be championship a championship caliber team. They're nowhere close to that right now. So that's Green Bay. Then you get then the the Bills, uh the Bills beat the Steelers thirty eight to three. Shouts out to Ryan Clark. He said what everybody pretty much saw. Now, yes, we know that there is a talent discrepancy between uh, Buffalo and 
it's the Steelers. We know this. We knew that coming into the game. We know that going out. The problem is when you quit, and 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 I'm not going to accuse anybody of of not giving 100% effort, but it looked like they quit on that. They looked like they quit early. And if it wasn't for a little dust-up between Kenny Pickett trying to go at a, a big-ass linebacker for tackling him, this – yeah. I'm going to be real about the Steelers, bro. Um, the Steelers are not a good team. What they're doing is, what you're doing is you're, you're leaning on, you're leaning on reputation. You're leaning on a good coach. I think Mike Tomlin is a great coach, but Mike Tomlin is dealing with something that he has not had to deal with for years. And that is. You don't have a great roster. You have good plate pieces like Najee Harris is a good piece. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is a good piece. When he comes back from injury, T.J. Watt is a good piece. Cameron Cameron Hayward is a good piece. Deontay Johnson is a good piece. Even if he stops freaking, you know, dropping the ball. Pat Fairmont is a good piece. Fairmont, have him on fantasy. Gave me three points. He did leave with a concussion, I believe, so I get it. All I'm saying is this. You have pieces, but do you have a good team? You see, what the Steelers have been able to do for years is go in there and say, hey, we have a dominant team. Yeah, we may not have a good offensive line, but our defense is dominant. We have or dominant. We have Big Ben who... When all else fails, he'll get somebody the ball. We have A.B. We have Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, they were able to walk out there and just be like, hey, win, lose, or draw. We're going to play hard, and we have a good team. He doesn't. The Steelers are not a good team. You know they're not a good team because, do you know, you see how drastically different they look defensively with and without T.J. Watt? And I'm not saying that T.J. Watt is just another dude. Like, we know T.J. Watt is T.J. Watt. But they look drastic. This defense looks drastically different. Now, I'm not, I understand it's the Bills. A lot of people, including myself, have the Bills going to the Super Bowl. I get that. But are you telling me that the Steelers are a 35 point difference between the Bills? Now, y'all, they told me, Steelers fans, news outlets told me that Kenny Pickett starting at quarterback would look drastically different than Mr. Trubisky starting at quarterback. They damn near look the same. Now, I'm not saying that moving forward, you go with Mr. Trubisky. I mean, you, you don't go with Kenny Pickett. But what I'm saying is the Steelers look like they quit early on Sunday. I think this is going to – this. It's going to be – this is the first year, I think, that uh, I think Mike Tomlin's undef- or winning season record is going to be snapped this year. And it's not because – and I'm not trying to bash on the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers have good pieces. Like I said, it's just this team – the team is not good. Pieces, yeah, you have good pieces. But the team is not good. This is – you know what it is? The Steelers are experiencing a rebuild. 
And they have not and, and give credit to them. They haven't experienced that in I don't even know if they experienced that in their lifetime. But they're experiencing a rebuild. And in in rebuilds, you get games like you got on Sunday. Allowing Gabriel Davis, who is a second option, by the way. I think he had three catches for like 165 yards or something. Or two catches, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Both of them were bombs. Congratulations to the Bills, and it's going to be a long year for the Steelers. Um, The Chargers beat the Browns. 30 to 28 and what we saw on Sunday because we'll talk about this uh, a little bit more when we talk about uh, when we talk about the Chiefs and the Raiders what people I feel like people don't finish the sentence and what do I mean by that analytics can win you games but people stop the sentence there. There is definitely a comma, not a period at that sentence. Analytics can win you games, comma, but it can also lose you games and get you fired. You see, what was the biggest problem with the Chargers last year? It was their uber aggressive head coach and Brandon Staley. Going forward on th- fourth downs, when you it's clearly you clearly have to kick the ball. The, it's it's clear and obvious. Just kick the ball. You see, if it wasn't for what's the name Gabe York missing a field goal that was at like the fifty yard or like a fifty yarder, the Chargers would have lost this game. And if the Chargers would have lost this game, I promise you. Brandon Staley's coaching job would be at stake. Why? Why is it that you are on your own, you're on the I think the opponent's 46 yard line and you're going for at the in the fourth quarter you're leading and you're going for it with like fourth and 3. And what this isn't Madden, bro. I do that in Madden all the time. I always go forward and for on fourth down. Always. Um, and rightfully so, I'm not that good men. Yeah. When a analytics are there to help. You don't lean on them. And I feel like this was a this was a conversation that was had all last year. You don't lean on analytics. They help you. The Chargers, Dan, the only reason why the Chargers lost is because I think his name is Gabe York. The co- the kicker from the um from the from the Browns missed a, an easy ass kick. And that's sh- that kick went far right. I was like, God damn, like who are you kicking to? The truck char- man. And like I said, we'll talk about this with the Raiders and and Chiefs game. But analytics, again, analytics can win you games, comma, but it can also lose you games and get you fired. That's all I'm saying about that. Brandon, if he played a better team, or if he played, if if Justin Tucker was the kicker for the Browns, this would be a completely different discussion today. <laughs> 
That's all I'm saying. Uh, moving forward, the Texans beat the Jaguars 13-3. to I mean, 13 to 6. I apologize. Um, Yo. Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback, man. The only problem, but he has problem. And the problem is he has a turnover problem. He has an interception problem. He continues to throw interceptions, like, like at an at a alarming rate. Now, I was chalking that up last year, too. Well, you have Urban Meyer. It's kind of hard to do anything successful there but this continues to happen it costs him the game that's just that's just fact shout i mean shouts out to uh shouts out to the texans and shouts out to what's his name let me let me go i, I it's it's on the tip of my tongue give me a second shouts out to uh damian pierce he was really good 26 carries for 99 yards and a touchdown but Trevor Lawrence, 25 for 47, 286 yards, two interceptions. And one of those interceptions, for sure, was at the was in the red zone. I was I was like, yeah. Because they show they're showing this highlight for read up. Oh, there it goes. Interception. So if he doesn't fix that, there's there the 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 cap. For his talent and the cap for his success in the NFL will 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 lower. Cause Trevor Lawrence has the ability to be a top five quarterback in this league one day. But that's not you're never going to accomplish that if you continue to turn the ball over at the rate in which he does. So um the Vikings beat the Bears 29 to 27, 22. I'm sorry. The highlight of this game uh, was the fact of Justin Jeffers or Justin Jefferson. Let me let me read off to this man's stat line. Justin Jefferson, Justin Jeffries had or why do I keep saying Jeffries? Justin Jefferson had tw- 12, 12 receptions for a hundred and fifty four yards. Delvin Cook, 18 rushes for 94 yards and two touchdowns. You cannot tell me at this point in time that the Minnesota Vikings are not a better team than the Green Bay Packers. When Justin Jefferson had 13 targets and caught 12 of them. Now, the highlight of the game was, of course, when... um. Darnell Moody caught that one-handed pass or one-handed catch. That was incredible. But they still lost. So, but shouts out to uh, shouts out to Moody or Mooney. That was a good pass. That was a good catch. Uh, the Saints beat the Seahawks thirty-nine thirty-two. Uh, the Saints are not as good as I thought they would be this year. Um, the Seahawks are a lot better than I thought they would be this year. Now, prayers up to uh, Rashad Penny, the running back for the Seahawks. He, Yeah, Rashad Penny, he tore his ACL uh, out for the season. That's going to be a huge blow for this team because, um, he, I mean, he's their best out. He's their best running back. He was the number one running back, so – I pray for his his recovery. Um, 
the Saints used a a heavy Taysom Hill package, uh, which you could under you could understand seeing as though you know what's his name was out. Um, Jameis Winston was out. Michael Thomas was out. Uh, now you did have um, what's his name Alvin Kamara come back and he was a big big piece, but. The Saints, especially defensively, have not been as good as I thought they would be, and, but the Seahawks have been better. So, But with that being said, the Saints, congratulations to the Saints for, Saints for being the Seahawks 39-32. to 32. Both teams play hard, bro. Both teams are good teams. It's just the Saints aren't as good as I thought. Uh, the, let me, let me, <laughs> so the Jets beat the Dolphins 40-17. to 17. Now, the Dolphins were without Tua, and Teddy Bridgewater went out early in this game uh, with a concussion as well. And because of Tua, they're being hella cautious with concussions. So even if you look like you have a concussion, because I think they're saying that Teddy Bridgewater passed the whole concussion protocol thing, but they still kept him out, which I understand. If you even look like you got a concussion, it's over with for you. You are not playing for the rest of the game, and probably next week is going to be that's – one, that's one – I was I was kind of bashing the league earlier. That's one thing that I do I do like I do appreciate is that the league is taking caution. You're seeing um, the running back I forgot his name for the, the the Colts. Homie was stumbling walking out. He not only was he ruled out of the game, but he was ruled out of Sunday like the next week. Like I like that. I like that. Now this whole roughing the passer thing, no. But I I like the fact that if you even look like you got a concussion. Now I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is going to be out next week. I don't know that. I don't even know if Tua is going to be back next week. I don't know. But they they said that Teddy Bridgewater passed the concussion protocol, but they still didn't put him back in. I do appreciate that. I, I like I like that. But let me let me let me give y'all something. Let me tell y'all something in real time. Sunday I had to go to work. When I when I before I left my house, the score for the Dolphins Jets game was 19 to 17. The Jets were up. It was like 7 minutes left. It is a 15 minute ride from my house to my job. Now, of course, 15 minutes in sports world, that, that's an eternity. You know what I'm saying? Like, seven minutes in the sports world can be 30 minutes, can be 40 minutes, you know. From my house, from the time I left my house to the time I got to work, you're telling me the Jets scored 21 points in seven minutes? Uh, yeah, seven minutes. The Jets, the Jets are three and two, bro. Hmm. That's surprising. That's surprising. Shouts out and and people we like to bash coaches when they don't work out. Shouts out to Robert Sarver, man. He's he, Sara. I'm sorry. He's he's looked really good. This team has looked good this year. So, you know. Uh, moving forward, the Bucks beat the Falcons 21 to 15. Uh, Tom Brady is now what 11 and 0 against the Falcons. I will say this. The Bucks offense does not look good, man. Ooh. The Bucks offense does not look good. Like, they just don't. Even though Leonard Fournette went crazy. I know he went crazy because I went against him in fantasy. The Bucks do not the Bucks offense have not looked good. To, let me say, they they kind of do ebbs and flows. Like they're either really good 
or they're really they're they're not that good. Now their defense is good. Their defense is one of the top defenses in the league, but something's got something's got to give with this with this uh, with this Bucks offense, man. I know the injuries have been in and people are coming in and out. I get that, but so it may take time and they may look drastically different from the end of the year to this year. But you know, I haven't looked that good. The Commanders, no, the Titans beat the Commanders uh, 21 to 17. Let's park it here for a second. I don't even want to talk about the game. I want to talk about what Ron Rivera said. So Ron Rivera was asked, I think, Tuesday or Monday, uh, what is the problem? Or why is there such a drastic difference between the the Cowboys, the Eagles, the the um, Giants this year, and the Commanders? For people that don't know, the Cow or no, the Eagles are five and zero. The Cowboys and Giants are four and one. The Washington Commanders are one and four. Now, the Commanders one and four. And the Raiders one and four are drastically different. Drastically different. Both both same record, but the way that they got to those records are drastically different. So Ron Rivera was asked, you know, what's the difference between them and, and us or them and the commanders? And he goes quarterback. And it was a long, it was just like that. It was a long pause. It was like quarterback. And I'm like, is he going to elaborate? Is he going to like say we love our quarterback? No, he, quarterback. It's a quarterback driven league. And if you can't do it with the quarterback, then what you're going to do? I I don't regret getting Carson Wentz though. (sighs) Let me see something. So what I want to do. Let's have a little experiment. I told you guys, I told the viewers, I told the audience, I told whoever's listening, watching, that Ron Rivera is not a good coach. I told them, I told you guys that every single year, he's been a coach for, in fact, let's take Ron Rivera's schedule or let's let's look at Ramos Vera's records since 2015 why am I doing since 2015 2015 was all, was the year of course uh with with or he took Cam Newton and that team went to the Super Bowl they lost in Super Bowl 50 but they were 15 and one let's take that out 2016 six and ten fourth in the NFC or NFC South 2017. 11 and 5, good year. However, you lose to the Saints in the wild card game. 2018, 7 and 9. 2019, 5 and 11. 2020, 7 and 9. 2021, 7 and 10. Currently, 1 and 4. That means that in since 2015, Ron Rivera, not the Washington football team, not the Washington Redskins, not the Washington Commanders. Ron Rivera has had one, uno, singular, by yourself, one winning season. 
I one since 2015. Oh, in fact, hold on. Ron Rivera has had two, three, has had three winning seasons in his career. 2013, 2015, and 2017. He's been coaching since 2011. You know what Ron Rivera is good at? Now, I know I know people are going to talk about the whole cancer thing. I get it. Congratulations for beating cancer. Or in remission or whatever. I don't know. Whatever that means. But one thing that Ron Rivera has been bad at is not only coaching, but taking accountability. Hell, he threw, I remember even the two, even 2015, I, he threw Cam Newton under the bus. Cam Newton. Cam Newton had one of the greatest seasons a quarterback has ever had statistically. Won MVP, led them to a Super Bowl, and threw Cam Newton under the bus. And I, I remember he threw Cam Newton. He continued to run over Cam Newton after the season was over or after he he left the team. I told you guys last episode that Ron Rivera is stuck in an era that clearly, if you look at his record, he wasn't that good at, and that is a defensive era. Yo, Ron Rivera has two winning, three, three winning seasons. And what is the problem with the, with the, with Washington? Their defense sucks and their offensive line is terrible. So I can't, I'm not shooting Carson Wentz bail because we know who Carson Wentz is. Carson Wentz is a person that. Is a he's a reckless ass player. But you're not giving Carson Wentz is like fourth in 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 passing yards, by the way. So even with them, even with it ain't all Carson. Yo, Carson, yo, how do you the offensive line is terrible? Man, Ron Rivera, bro. Mm, mm, mm. Ronald Eugene Rivera, Riverboat Ron. And you know what's crazy? I don't even know if we're good enough. To beat the beat beat the um Bears tomorrow, and I'm not just saying this as a fan, bro. Hell, I'm I, I try to be as objective as possible. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of something, but I'm honest too. 
Ron Rivera, and I'm and I'm not just saying that it's it's Ron Rivera. It's Scott Turner. Scott Turner has been god awful since birth. I mean that's disrespectful. Scott Turner is not good at his job. Let's say that. So to throw your quarterback under the bus when you drastically have under underachieved your entire career, again. Let me not let me remind you guys just one more time before we get off the Washington Commanders. You throw Carson Wentz under the bus. When in your career, Ron Rivera's coaching career, you have three winning seasons: 2013, 2017, two, I'm sorry, 2013, 2015, and 2017. In fact, you have those are the only years you've won more than seven games. Meaning out out only since 2011, you have not won more than seven games three times in your career. Yet you want to throw Carson Wentz, a person, by the way, who you wanted, because you traded two first round picks and picked up his entire salary <sighs> you ought to be ashamed of yourself Ron let's move forward uh, the 49ers uh, destroyed the Panthers 37 to 17 we talked about Matt Rule getting fired this was the pessimist like this was the biggest reason it's not the fact of you know Baker Mayfield wasn't good, which he wasn't. It's the fact of these teams look drastically different. Like it looked like the the Forty Niners could or the the Panthers shouldn't even be on the same field as the Forty Niners. Uh, excuse me to my viewing audience, but you're gonna have to see my computer because my computer's about to die. But yeah, it 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 didn't. It was boy. <laughs> The yeah, the Panthers just looked terrible the entire game. Like it, let me see if I put it that way. Like it, it, it was not not good in the slightest. I don't. That's 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 what got Matt Rule fired. Is the fact of you didn't even they didn't even look competent enough. Like and and that's the thing. And and unfortunately, uh, damn, I'm gonna look his name up because he he tore his ACL and I want to send prayers to him, but uh. The 49ers didn't the 49ers look drastically different than the Panthers, bro. Like it didn't. Um Emmanuel Mosley. Emmanuel Mosley tore his ACL. Um I, I send up prayers to him. I hope that he has a speedy recovery. Um But that's what got that's what got homie fired, bro. You you were god awful. Like you were terrible. You didn't even shouldn't be on the same floor. Or same field. The Eagles are currently five and zero because they beat the Cardinals twenty to seventeen. And situations like Sunday is one of the biggest reasons why. Now you kind of understand why they put the whole study film clause in Kyler Murray's thing. Yo, you also understand why people like myself question 
why the hell and how the hell does does Cliff Kingsbury continue to have a job? You know, we talk about Ron Rivera, and I was kind of harsh on Ron Rivera. Let me give me, let me, let me, let me do something. Let me, hold on. I want to give you guys a, a little nugget here since we're looking things up. Let me give you Cliff Kingsbury's record in college. No, no, I'm not even going to do that. Cliff Kingsbury's uh, offensive and defensive uh, rankings. Now, this is the same Cliff Kingsbury who had Patrick Mahomes back in 2016, I believe. Oh, no, 2015, I think. His offensive ranking was 23rd in 2013, uh, 55th in 2014, 2nd in 2015, Patrick Mahomes year, 16th, it was 5th, um, 17th, it was 20, 2017, it was 23rd, and 2018, it was 16th. Defensive rankings, however, 88th, 126th, 125th, 128th, 98th, and 87th. Boom. Cliff Kingsbury finished his college career or his college coaching career at 35 and 40. 35 and 40. He also, he's currently sitting at 28 and 30 as a coach. I say all that to say, on Sunday, I think one thing, one thing I don't think, one thing that you hear a lot is in, in football, they practice situations. They practice situational football. And you have to know, Kyler, yo, when you slide, bro, you have to slide past the one year or past the first down, not before, which then caused a, a fourth and one, caused a longer kick, and then they missed the kick badly, too. I think it was like Mad, Maddie Amendola or Manny Amendola or something. He missed that kick so so bad, bro. <laughs> he, boy. I we I said going in that there is a shouts out to my man Blaine. He came onto the podcast and we talked about it. The Cardinals have a world of uh, a a world of problems, and one of them it seems like is their coach and time management and quarterback situations, and the fact that Marquise Brown is your number one wide receiver until Devontae Adams comes back. I'm not sorry, Adams. DeAndre Hopkins comes back. It should be after next week. The Cardinals are bad, bro. And shout out to the Eagles, man. The shout out the Eagles do something else that I questioned. Are they able to win a gritty game? Are they able to win a game where they they are down? They have to come back. Um, you know, or they weren't really down, but a game that a, a slug a slugfest, and they won it. So shout out to the Eagles. Oh man, the Cowboys beat the Rams twenty-two to ten. At this rate, the Rams are not going back to bump the bump the Super Bowl. The Rams are not going to the playoffs. If the Rams continue to play like this, the Rams are not making it to the playoffs. The Rams have been god off, and it's not just the fact of it's it's 
their offensive line has been terrible. Their offensive line has been one of the worst offensive lines in the entire league. Um, the fact of on, the only reliable weapon on this offense is Cooper Cup. They they traded for Allen Robinson. That looked like a bust. Tyler Higby, he's hit or miss. Cam Akers does. I don't know if it's because the offensive line, but Cam Akers looks so non-existent. It's not even funny. The defense has literally one person. No, two people that's been consistent. One person that's been consistent. That is Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey, as much as I love Jalen Ramsey, as much as Jalen Ramsey is one of the best defensive players in the league, he has not been consistent this year. At this rate, the Rams are not going to make it to the playoffs, which is crazy. I know they say like 70% or no, like, yeah, 70% of teams that make the playoffs a previous year or no, 20% or something like that. 25% of the teams that make it in the playoffs don't make it the next year. That'd be crazy. The Super Bowl champions don't make it. But the way that they're playing, they can't protect Matthew Stafford, bro. It's in the Cowboys. Shout out to the Cowboys. The Cowboys defense is playing the best, is the best unit in football right now. Now, yes, I'm not saying the Cowboys are the best team, but the Cowboys defense is the best unit in football. Out of every unit in football, I'll say probably the number two unit is, is the Chiefs offense. But this Cowboys defense has been dominant. In fact, they've been so dominant that Cooper Rush has not. In fact, let me see something. On Sunday, I'm almost, I don't know. I don't know it, but I, I promise you Cooper Rush didn't have to, did not pass the ball 20 times. Cooper Rush, 10 for 16, 102 yards. He didn't even throw the ball 20 times, and they won by 12. They won, and, and honestly, the, the score wasn't even that close. If it wasn't for a, a breakaway Cooper Rush touchdown in the first quarter, it or the second quarter, one of them two, it, no, I think the second quarter, it wasn't, the, the game wasn't that close. This defense is been has been incredible. I I think at this moment, it, Minka Fitz, Minka Parsons is probably the defensive player of the year. Uh, is yeah, this 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 Dallas team, Cowboys team has been crazy. So, uh, the Ravens beat the Bill uh, Bengals seventeen to nine or nineteen to seventeen. Goes back to analytics for win you games. It'll also lose you games and get you fired. Yo, stop. Not everyone not everyone can be the Chiefs. When you're at the goal, when you're at the goal line, Cincinnati, don't try to get cute. Run it up the middle. It's no, no. And they they won this game because of Lamar Jackson and because of the defense, you know. I think the defense had like three turnovers, but they won this game because Lamar Jackson in the fourth quarter. However, they could have possibly lost this game because Lamar Jackson, because they did he did miss like three or four crucial passes. Now, again, it didn't ultimately it didn't cost them at the end, but uh, the defense played a lot better. Uh, they they still had their moments, but they were able to shut down Jamar Chase. Now, I do think that that is also in part because T Higgins only played like six snaps. But shout out to the Ravens, man. The Ravens snapped their home. I think they were like five and zero 
their last or no, 0 5 in their last home games or 0 6 or something. They snapped that. So, shouts out to the Ravens. And then we get to the Chiefs and Raiders. The Chiefs beat the Raiders 30 to 29. Here we go. Um, I don't know why and how we've gotten so far from just taking the points. Just take the points. The, first and foremost, the Chiefs going for two when they're already up seven. And you can make it an eight-point game. And you try to go for two to make it a nine-point game, to make it a two-possession game. I don't get. And then the Raiders scoring the touchdown. And instead of trying to tie it up, you go for two to try to go up like – and now you lose by one. Now, I don't, I don't get it, bro. I don't get it. I will say that this Chiefs team looks like the clear cut. I'm gonna say first or second best team. I think right now it's the Chiefs and the Bills, and then it's like a far, a distant third. I I don't even know who third would be, but yeah, man. Oh, and the whole Devontae Adams thing, he's going to probably get fined. I don't think he should get suspended um, for pushing homie uh, after the game, the the ESPN dude, uh, which is funny because I know exactly who that guy is because I worked with him before, and I know exactly what position he was playing. He was he was the uh, steady assist because he was carrying a C-stand, which is that – that big ass rod he was carrying. That's a C stand, and that's what the steady. I'm getting people don't care about that. I think Devonta Adams is is probably going to get fined. Maybe like he's going to get fined, a hefty fine because you don't you're not allowed to do that, uh, and you shouldn't be doing that. But I don't think it should be suspended. It is what he apologized. He, he felt sincere. Devonta Adams doesn't really have a history of doing that. Um, but yeah, bro, it's crazy how different one in four. And and I think Derek Carr said it. Yo, the the Raiders should be zero and five or five and zero. They just don't know how to win situational football. They have been terrible in situational football. So there's that. But that has been uh, my week five breakdown. So uh, let me know what you think. Let me know what you guys saw. And uh, and yeah, let's. Lastly, before we go. So we're in the midst of the MLB playoffs at this point. And uh, we finished the wild card round. Um, Cleveland beat Tampa Bay. The Toronto Blue Jays blew an 8-1 to run lead and lost to the Seattle Mariners. So now they're out. Uh, the Phillies beat the Cardinals. Shouts out to Albert Pujols. His career is over. Go down as one of the greatest uh, baseball players to ever live. One of the greatest sluggers to ever live. He currently, I think, or he ended his career with 703, I believe, uh, home runs. One of the greatest to ever do it. But Cardinals are out. But the, the but the, the people I want to talk about is the New York Mets. Who made history. The New York Mets became the first team in MLB history 
to win 100 or more games and not make it out the first round or not make it out the wild card. In fact, they became the first team to win 100 or more games to not only make to to not make it out the first round and or make it out the wild card and only record one hit in the wild card round. Boy, <laughs> you talking about a massive failure of a season. You see, momentum is big, man. Momentum is important. It's not just a, a football thing. It's not just a basketball thing, even though I do believe that basketball momentum, you can feel momentum at the moment. It's, you, you know, it, baseball, football, you can kind of feel it. Uh, like, for instance, for example, the Ravens. Let's go back. The Ravens game, Ravens against Cincinnati. Lamar Jackson threw a tough interception before the half and you can feel the momentum kind of swing like it's like ah damn Lamar that was that was a big one now ultimately the Ravens did come back and win but you can kind of feel the momentum swing but it didn't really affect the moment momentum in basketball you can affect you a team can go on a 14-0 run and that's like oh damn like the, the floodgates are open Baseball, momentum is more game to game. And the the, the the Mets did not have good momentum going to the game. I think when they lost the series to the Braves, you felt like, ah, this isn't this isn't good. This isn't good. And you can't tell me that this is not a massive failure. Matt Scherzer, Jake DeGrom, uh Lindor, Pete Alonso. This team was stacked. Hell, a lot of people thought that this team was good enough, and they were good enough, and they are good enough, if you look just the roster, to win the World Series. They won 100 games. This is one of their best seasons they've ever had, if not the best regular season they've ever had. And they don't even make it out the wild card. Now, I will say, shouts out to the Padres. I mean, you have Juan Soto. You have... Uh, Manny Machado, they're they're pretty good. You have Thor. Mm. But they, man, they recorded one hit, one run in the entire wild card. Man. The Mets, this is this is this this is epic fail. This is this will go down as one of the worst. One of the biggest um, failures in, in in not just Mets history, but league history. Not saying that, you know, I'm not trying to pile on. But, again, this is the first team in MLB history to have 100 or more wins and not even make it out the wild card. And what's even worse, they only recorded one run the entire wild card round. This team had 100 and a hundred plus wins. I think it was like a hundred and one. Mm. That's crazy. Well, my guess is always next year. And there you have it. That's been today's episode of the Impopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you want a popular podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve joggers, the link is description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Go get your unpopular podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to if you're listening. Please subscribe to if you're watching. 
I'm de- I definitely need you guys' help, man. I'm trying to get the algorithms going. Please like, comment. First of all, hold on. Backtrack. I understand if you don't like a video. I understand if you don't like my take. I get it. Like That's cool. We are two different people. I get it. We are going to think differently. But when you're putting crazy comments on a video that I did months ago, you can keep that, bro. Like, I don't need you to continue to comment about how trash of takes I have when when you when when I'm talking about a Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight. That was last year, bro. I don't need you guys to continuously come to me talking about my take about Bill Russell, who by the way averaged 15 points in his career. And with me saying that Bill Russell and 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 Larry Bird wouldn't make it in today's NBA. I don't need you guys. If you don't agree, you don't agree. I get it. I appreciate the listen. I appreciate the watch. I appreciate the like or the dislike, whatever you put. But what is the point of of taking time out of your day to comment something negative, bro? It makes no sense. But you know what? I take that back. I welcome all feedback. Thank you. I just don't understand why you you're commenting on a video that I did year a year plus ago. Because Tyson Tyson Fury, I mean, yeah, Dante Wilder ain't fought in like a year. Now I know he's trying. To, I think he's gonna fight on Saturday. So shouts out to him. But what are you commenting? Like, what are you doing? It is what it is. It is what it is. I appreciate you guys. Please like, share, comment, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. It means a lot to me. Uh, and until next time, much love. Hey, they gonna push you off some more songs. This, this, you, this, you produce this record, right? Can whatever you do, just you. Oh, it's my turn. You got EP credit. My turn. Okay, you love. Say I love you. Okay, I'm about to give it to you. Hold on. Man, you niggas can't fuck with me, rub with me, step stomp with me. I've been solo in the streets, ain't never need no company. And now I got a company, my money's steep, but still discreet. I roll with heat, you rolling threes. I throw up threes, I'm throwing bees up. And we got them bees up in the streets. I see niggas freeze up, up the clock, and I made niggas ease up. Bitch, I rap this gangsta shit because I live it. Shot and I ain't up my pivot. Most of these niggas, they not with it, I can't feel it. Fuck with me, if it's up, it's stuck with me That's why they don't fuck with me, fuck with me I pull up, they think I brought some luck with me Cause my truck a buck fifty Plus another buck fifty, buck fifty plus fifty uh, I can't chill, I'm so fucked up I can't feel I can't even go on no drills Cause I'm so up that I can't kill Tell the truth, I'm real, nigga That's cause I'm a real nigga Alley oop my little niggas Tell them to go spill, niggas Niggas haven't hit records How the fuck I'm still bigger? How the fuck I'm still richer? How the fuck I'm still litter? Intuition made it this far off of quick decisions like do i let you bitches breathe or do i get the blicking and i've been maxing out my speed i need an intermission and i've been packing up my jeans because i've been stacking up my g's and i've been racking up my fees i got the fans all on my dick i got my lawyers at my knees got the world at my feet i got a trick fill up my sleeve all that shit stay on my mind gotta stay up on my grind so these problems i don't need them and i'm dangerous like a seizure i'm balling like a reason i'm a prada i'm a nemus i don't call her i don't need her you don't love her i don't need her i just fuck her i don't feed her when she out with you can't speak to me she stay with you she sleep with me she mean to you she sweet to me she fuck with you she sneak with me my life crazy outrageous man racing need a street fuck with me fuck with me fuck with me
Fuck with me. Fuck with me. Fuck with me. They can't fuck with me. But fuck with me. 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 They can't fuck with me. But fuck with me.